He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. We are at Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, awkwardwithevan.com for all the old episodes, and you can download episodes on Apple Podcasts, slash iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and so on. So... Uh, I got to interview someone. It kind of came together, together really fast. Uh, I interviewed Oren Heatley. Oren Heatley, um, who is technically not my Facebook friend, but he he took Stacy Heatley's spot. I think Oren Heatley's account was was canceled by Facebook because he is a lead proponent, the lead proponent in recalling California Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, his uh, recall campaign, I guess, uh, has gotten over 2 million Californians to sign a piece of paper, mostly from volunteers getting their signatures, you know, out in the world, um, through the mail a little bit, but, uh, it's been an amazing, uh, volunteer effort. And I mean, I've been a part of it myself, but it's good to hear from him and just kind of see the, how the recall kind of gained momentum and, um, the role people, different people have played and, you know, what we do now, where do we go from here? Because, uh, right now we're waiting on signatures to be counted and it's, it's probably going to go through because there's already a counter, uh, attack campaign being launched and that should make things exciting. And if anything, just bring more eyes to the recall eyes and ears. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to get to my talk with Oren Heatley. Um, I do want to apologize. <laughs> this is my fr- getting used to a new computer And even though it had nothing to do with it, my mic, my gain on my mic was turned up so high. I'm so lucky it was not like right in front of my face like usual. It was even off to the side, like I sound blown out. So I'm going through this audio. I'm every time I speak, I'm lowering it. So uh, I'll still sound distorted, but Oren sounds fine. And you'll see how many times he gets called during my interview because he's getting media requests throughout the day as more press continues to come out and you know, this is, this is the hottest thing in politics this year. So, um, he was a big part of it and I got to play a small part of it and, uh, yeah, let's get to know Oren. Okay. And I made, I made this background just for you today. So I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is socially awkward with Evan Wexel, where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode and, and thankfully uh stacy heatley has allowed me to interview Oren heatley uh Oren heatley if you don't know is probably one of the most uh, high profile people in california because the governor doesn't like him so uh welcome Oren uh to socially awkward uh nice background i tried to match your background i love it i love it that's a great a great background yeah so i mean how is how is like the whole arc of this entire thing? This is basically you guys got formed like a year ago, and here we are a year later. Um, how has the journey been? It, it it has been an incredible journey, an amazing um, journey along the way. You know, I've met a lot of really great people uh, through this whole endeavor. But 
we have literally built an entire organization from ground up within a short period of time. We, ha we have no less than 75 Facebook groups. There's 200,000 members uh, spread out throughout the state on these groups. Mm -hmm. Those groups are, they're not your normal social debate club. Okay. These are yeah. very, very regulated. Uh, it's a communication platform that we use uh, to communicate on a local community level. We have literally 150 uh, administrators. There's 27 regional managers. Yeah. Uh, they, all pay, they all take their job very seriously and they're all non-paid volunteers. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. The thing that blew me away when I first heard about this, and I think someone made like a Imagine video uh, about like, the, they did like a parody of the Beatles, Imagine, <clears throat> or John Lennon. And uh, the website just looked so organized. Like every county was all lined up. Um, was that was that a goal? I mean, were you following prior recalls of Governor Newsom um, when you were like, mine's going to be different? Or I we we did a lot of research before we moved into the the action phase, um, and I I actually went around and interviewed people that were involved in the Gray Davis recall. Um, I wanted to take the the learning points and the lessons learned from those efforts, and then apply them and overcome some of the frustrations that people have felt in previous initiatives uh, and recalls as we go forward. Now, the rumor is that there's been six attempts to recall this governor, which right. is BS, okay? Right. There's, there's only been two other petitions circulated the state. One started by Aaron Cruz and the right. other one started by Dr. James Veltmeyer. Both of those circulated simultaneously. This is the third petition to actually hit the ground and gather signatures. And I, I'd like to say that uh, the third time's a charm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, we picked an interesting interesting timing for us to, to get together on this because today they launched what's called, I guess they got, they bought a domain name called StopTheRepublicanRecall.com, which is obviously a misnomer and is, and is beautifully divisive as it throws on such terms as, you know, anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, Trump supporter, and all that stuff. I mean, uh, you can you attest to to this being all a Republican recall? Was this just a bunch of of red of red state people just going together? Like, what what do you, you see about the public? We, I, the the entire people from the entire political spectrum have come together to work on this project. Not only sign the petition, but to work on the project. I have lifelong Democrats who voted for Gavin Newsom working in you know as a volunteer out gathering signatures and one young lady in sacramento andrea actually named her son gavin nine years ago when he was oh, yeah, born I saw that. because she was so smitten with him as you know as lieutenant governor and mayor of san francisco yeah and we're, i mean there have been rallies and and signings i mean i've helped at my own signings i've i've dropped off at houses um, I think one thing i think mike was mike netter was talking about this there was like a rally in san francisco and i think you even had like to show all populations are in favor of this. Uh, you had it was a, a transgender or Antifa member was on stage speaking in support. Is that? Uh, I, I'm not sure Bianca is uh, an Antifa member. Okay. I know okay. She has she has connections with Antifa. Okay. She is she is a transgender actress, a, a wonderful young lady, and um, in her own right, and a self-professed social democrat socialist democrat right and and she calls herself a bernie crack 
Um, yeah. I, I actually had a, a young man who claims to have been, hold on. Yeah, you went to a B. Sorry, sorry <laughs> whenever somebody calls in, um, I get bumped off and this is, I'm using my phone, not my laptop right now. So That's I apologize okay. for any uh, interruptions, but um, we actually have a young man who called up and gave us some wonderful advice. And he claims to have been an assistant in the burning campaign, a high level uh, executive or a manager in the campaign who actually helped write some of the speeches. Now, Bernie writes all of his own speeches, right? but when um you know the, the, he takes input from other people and this guy was one of the contributors speaking of bernie did you like his meme when he was holding the recall gavin newsom sign was that one of your favorites uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that was where it was like the where's waldo of the bernie sanders world right yeah uh, yeah he, he just started showing up in mittens all over the world and uh one of the best was when he was sitting there holding the recall gavin yeah sign. He was also outside my parents' house waiting for my mom to get home, but that was uh, something else. Um, one thing, one thing I admired, like from afar, um, I guess you you personally get involved in, in the formation of the California Patriot Coalition. I mean, you're you're retired law enforcement. That's I am. so so you just you knew Mike and Mike knew the other people named on the petition, and you just guys just got together and like, was there an issue on the top of your list or, or what, what was the origin? We actually, we actually didn't know each other. We met each other during the Aaron Cruz campaign. Okay. I, I was a low level volunteer, just a, a signature gatherer during right. the Aaron Cruz campaign. And during that campaign, um, and not to say anything negative about Aaron, she's a wonderful person and I support her politics. Uh, she's got a good head on her shoulders, very intelligent. Right. Um, but working on that campaign, I had seen that there were some things that were lacking as far as organization and right. the networking, communication with management and so forth. And um, I, I, at some point, Mike and I had crossed paths in San Diego at a dinner where we didn't actually talk, yeah. but he had reached out to me on Messenger because he was frustrated with some of the things that he saw were lacking in the campaign as, as well as I was. Right. And I had already built the network, the statewide network to help out. Um, so I asked Mike to, to join forces with me and we began using the Aaron Cruz campaign as a training platform to learn everything we could about the, the political process, the petition process, and the frustrations that people were experiencing in the field. And then we, we took those lessons learned and applied those to our business model as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot, I think there are a lot of big, big things that, that kind of like jetted this, this movement like sky high. I mean, I feel like that extension was key. The Sacramento Bee came out with a story with that and with everything shut down. They, they gave the extension, Secretary of State didn't fight it, and now they're like, ah, oh, we should have fought it. But, uh, you know, that, that was a good article. I just read that this morning. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, they could have tried to fight it, but they knew that that was a losing proposition. Right. It would have made, it would have put egg on their face because they would have, they would have looked as total hypocrites, double standards, because the Secretary of State had already set a precedent right. in court on on several occasions, not just twice, but three times, where they had they had agreed to uh, you know Democrat proposed initiatives that were being circulated through the state, granting them extensions. 
they didn't fight those, so how could they fight ours? We were due an extension under equal application of the law, and we knew that going into the court case. Yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting to watch you guys get us to get signatures leading up to the election. Um, then, I mean, I don't know if you can speak a little about uh, the spokesperson. You, you brought on Randy Economy, and yeah. I don't know what happened since you did that, but that's when I felt like it started to get on, like, you know, major outlets, and it started yeah, to get, absolutely. like, like yeah. I guess he just knew the people that knew the people, and uh, he hooked you guys up, because now it's like you have, what you needed was what you got. You needed probably money from coming in from out of state or other places or people concerned and Democrats to jump on board here. And yeah, it was, I don't know like, what, what he brought um, as your, as your only second one of two like paid people to, uh, to help with the movement. And, and Randy, I'll tell you what, he is one of our two paid employees. We have a treasurer and a, um, a compliance officer who's one and the same. And yeah. then Randy. So we, we run a very lean ship. Um, yeah. And bringing Randy on was a stroke of genius. A good friend of ours, Susan Walsh, introduced me to him, um, yeah. knew him through political circles and so forth. And I drove down to Randy's house in Palm Springs for lunch. Um, it was a 16 hour round trip for me and it was the best time spent on this campaign. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, uh, he brings with him a skill set and knowledge um, and talent that that we hadn't seen in the campaign before. And he does, he's good at doing some things that really, I, I mean, he filled a void in the campaign that we desperately needed. Yeah, I mean, and I, I assume, you know, is, is that his real name? Is it his last name is Economy? Is that like, yeah. I, I, oh my gosh, that's... His, his, his mother's name is, is, uh, is Rosemary and she was also in politics and she worked on the, the uh, Jim Carter campaign. Oh, wow. Well, well, um, I've because it's funny. I've, I interviewed uh, Mike when we were waiting for the extension. I interviewed Kevin. You'll Kylie. never get that time back. No, I'll never get it. But it, it's on. It's on YouTube forever. So he's good. He's good. He he, he was he's right. He ran a tight ship with me. It was good. He made sure he kept me on my path. Um, and then we asked, so then I talked to Kevin when his book came out, the Recall Newsom book. Um, which I what I like to do is when I travel. I like to put that book on shelves in airport bookstores just to see if anyone buys it. Uh, I but it. I do it for the photo ops though also. Um, and now we get you in, this is kind of a weird period, I guess with a, a recall opposition account or a campaign being launched, do we just kind of now just wait for counties to count votes and just see what happens? And we're just kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah, we're turning in in upwards of 2.1 million signed petitions or signatures. Right. And, you know, it's going to be very difficult for them to say that we have less than needed to qualify for a special election. Yeah. Traditionally and historically in this recall, we have the, the Secretary of State or the registrar's offices have have maintained the status that we have an 83.7% validation rate, which is unheard of on a, a, a petition gathering. And I attribute that, our, our high level of success with the validation and the, the design of the form itself. Uh, we spent a lot of time assessing the forms and going over the different designs and uh, re, re, 
formatting the signature line itself to where it's user-friendly, where the other forms yeah. were very confusing to people and they would mess them up. I mean, it was, it was a stroke of genius to put it on eight and a half by 11 paper yeah. and yeah. offer that as a, as a signing option. So people could print it up at home. And I think, you know, um, we have, you know, with all of that being said, we, we have one one thing and one person to to thank for the success of this recall and that's gavin newsom and he has nobody else to blame but himself yeah and i mean he he's going to be on the view tomorrow so i don't know if you can ask randy if you can like drop in there as like a surprise guest i think that would be <laughs> kind of fun you've never spoken probably wow he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna surround himself with friendly people who are they're just gonna be flabbergasted that that uh, right he we wanted him recalled and you know what's what's amazing uh, is that this recall is driven and i'm gonna have our statistician do up the numbers today yeah uh, or tomorrow she's very busy today but um yeah. uh the 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 number of women actively participating in the management of this recall and in the volunteer side is overwhelming um, yeah. And I would I would say just a rough guesstimate. It's it's probably close to over eighty five percent. Wow. Driven by the women in the state. This is the angry bear. The the, yeah, the, the mama, mama bear. bear yeah. The mama bear revolt. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's upset the 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 women in the state. And you know, I'm not sure the view can bail him out. Yeah, I, it's. You know, obviously he's going to work the circuit, um, but you know it, it was amazing. You're fo you're following as the year, the past year has been going on. It's like, does he want to get recalled? Like now he doesn't want get like this time he doesn't want gas cars. Now he wants the teachers unions never to go back to school. Or now he wants like what? Is, like he's trying to help us. Like that's the thing. He could have chilled day. every day. I mean, you know, um, I take exception to his his mass release or his wholesale release of prisoners from the state right. county jails, state prisons, county jails, um, the homeless problem that he's helped contribute to. Um, you know, it's it's there's a lot of things that he's done that have pushed this thing forward every time. I mean, signing SB 145, which right. is, you know, it seems like. That was signed, you know, a decade ago. But uh, when he lowered the the penalty for uh, for for certain sex crimes and reduced the the age of consent, uh, you know, in that bill that was written by who was it, uh, Assemblyman Anthony Weiner? Oh or, yeah, yep, that's the guy, Sen Senator Anthony Weiner. I, he, I think. Not, I think, I think isn't Anthony? Scott, yeah. No, no, that's Scott. Anthony's Scott. the one from New York. I know that being yeah. from New York. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ironic that those kind of people have those kind of uh, backgrounds. But regardless, that's what's in the name. Uh, <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to point out, like for them to contest it, they really couldn't because what's the role? You guys, what I also saw was great safeguarding is you had a third party verifier. What's their role and can they help in a dispute if they say, oh, I we only counted 900,000? You know, like what could their role be, if any? Well, there's there's a procedure afterwards. If they if they fail to qualify this, um, then there's a short legal battle where we go in and we contest the signatures that they threw out. But again, 
up until now that they've held the standard that we we are maintaining an 83.7% statistically they can't go back on that number and you you can't statistically throw out enough signatures given that validation rate yeah. with the number of signatures that we've been able to turn in in the last month yeah, and uh, it, no, oh, you're getting called again. It's okay. My wife wanted me to turn the printer on, but I said later. I said I'm talking to Oren. Um, <laughs> um, has there been an issue like that when you've gone out to these signings or you've met volunteers or people signing petition? Has certain issues superseded others um, that that made people want to sign the signature? Or is it just an overall? COVID uh, cocktail or, or what's it been, what have you seen from, from the people? Well, you know, it, it, the, it, it has grown in momentum from day one. I mean, we started out because he was misappropriating our gas tax funds and, and um, you know, had spent $75 million of our taxpayer money to clothe, feed, house uh, illegal immigrants down at the border, mm-hmm. um, and he, which he just added another 28 million on top of that uh, of late. Um, so he was, he, you know, he reimposed the personal mandate on you and me, and yeah. we have to carry health insurance. And if we don't carry health insurance, then we're subject to um, we're subject to penalty and fines in our taxes, where those he's given those same services as an incentive to others who don't live in this country to right. come here and and live here to get those socialist handouts. So, and what I found is, you know, traveling the state, there's there's two things that stick out in my mind. One is the the people that are working on this, the the immigrants, the people that have migrated to our country um, lawfully have come here to escape socialism, yeah, and escape communism. And the people that are coming here across the border illegally are coming here seeking those socialist handouts that he's <laughs> that he's given out on a regular basis. Um, the other thing is. The Democrats who I talk to are the ones who are truly upset. And, and uh, you know, the Republicans and, you know, no party preference folks, they kind of knew what they were getting when he took office and they knew where, he, you know, he was going to take his political agenda. But it's the Democrats like Bianca and Andrea and, you know, so many others who are working on this, who are really indignant about where he's taken things because they yeah. feel a true sense of abandonment and, and betrayal from this governor. Because it, it, what they tell me is that, hey, look, this is not a party I recognize anymore. This is not right. this socialist agenda isn't something that I subscribe to. It's not something that that um, I, I signed off on and I want my vote back. All right. Before we get back to my talk with Oren, I do want to briefly tell you how you can support this podcast. And that is by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan, uh, as I'm on a quest to interview every single Facebook friend I have. And there's like over 4,500 of them. And so far, I've only interviewed about 120. So <laughs> I have a ways to go. I'd like to have your help. If you can go to patreon.com slash funny Evan for as little as a dollar a month, you can support that endeavor. And I have reward tiers and uh, I will offer uh, various perks at various levels of support. I'll even give up my title sponsorship. So um, definitely uh, check that out. And let's get back to my talk with Oren Heatley. 
Yeah, I mean, I moved here 15 years ago as a Democrat. Um, I mean, I'd since changed. Technically, I'm not with a party. I didn't renew my membership somewhere, but um, it's not about that. I mean, you know, deep down, I'd, I'd, I'd want to find reasons to like Newsom. I'd want to find reasons to still be a Democrat. But if you're not seeing it, it's like how many how many handouts can you give to a candidate or give to a, a political philosophy? So so it's rough and it's frustrating. And I mean, a lot of my friends have left the state in the last year. And um, we've, you know, sometimes like uh, SNL did a skit about this where like for fun, we'll just go on Zillow and see what properties are out there in other states and see what's selling and renting for what. Um, so so it's a pickle because like I feel like we're, we're kind of like we're, we're a last place state right now. Like we're kind of at the bottom of a lot of barrels. So and, and we all know that we, we need to, you know, restore California back to a state people want to want to come back to. They, yeah. And they want to they call home. Uh, you just had, uh, you know, Elon Musk and and um, the Oracle guy from or Oracle and uh, Charles Schwab. Yeah. Leave our state. Yeah. And, and I mean, Charles Schwab had his head headquarters in the what is now the cesspool of San Francisco for decades, right? Yeah. So when you have when you have people of that caliber packing their bags and leaving, but then you also have people like you and me mm -hmm. who are just fed up with with you know walking to the store and and having it just loaded and with homeless and and my heart goes out to the homeless they are, they are truly truly suffering and i had no problem with with Brent, governor brown as he governed the state other than prop 47 okay. 57 and ab 109 which which are the root cause of all of the homeless problems that we have in our state right now wow. that might be a story for another day but i can explain how those three the, articles of legislation led to the problem that we have today and how the reduction in the prison population is directly proportionate with the increase in the homeless in our state. And when Gavin, Re Gavin Newsom released 20,000 more prisoners due to the COVID shutdown, what he really did in effect was he just flooded the street with 20,000 new homeless with no means of caring for themselves. Yeah, and I mean, I can speak more to to the the vaccine issue in terms of what people have run into here in the state because it's not so much that people are are there's no such thing really as anti-vaccine. It's just that's a slander term, and that's right out of the handbook of Senator Pan. Um, but you know, these these parents, their their kids were hurt once; they don't want to hurt them again. But now they can't go to school, or now they have to be homeschooled, or they want to go to a charter school, but then charter schools are having their funding pulled. So, so it's tough for a lot of different um, demographics in the state. So, um, you know, to speak to some of their slander, which for their stop the Republican recall campaign, it's, you know, you can take that apart step by step. And that's just divisive term after divisive term, because, um, you know, they're, it, it's, it's almost like a type of a, a nominal racism, because you're kind of like creating division um, by instigating that out there. Um, I guess a couple other things I want to ask you. One is, so you were able to get a lot of volunteers were happy to show up every weekend, getting signatures. How, is there like discussions on like how something like that can be similar to say the recall qualifies and we know it's happening, let's say September or October. Um, are there ways you would activate all the volunteers for, for to like repurpose them to, to get the votes? Are those things yep. happening? 
and I'd love to talk about that, but I just want to reiterate that, uh, you know, as far as the opposition goes, and you can quote me on this, when when you can't argue against the reasons behind the recall, then you begin to attack the people behind the recall. And that's what this governor is doing. Um, Rather than arguing his, you know, his stance as to why people are frustrated, he's chosen to, you know, run a smear campaign against the people that are involved. And there's 2.1 million people have weighed in on this recall. And, and, you know, if you try and just paint over them all with a broad brush, you're missing the point, Governor. And I would love nothing more than to sit down table to table, across the table from him, and, uh, you know, socially distanced because I don't want to get too <laughs> close to that mug. It might be catchy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as far as repurposing the, the, um, the campaign, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's whatever the appetite of the volunteers have in them for change. Um, yes, we have an incredible network and we're not just going to let it die on the vine. There are other projects. This has always been just phase one of this, right. the, this project was to recall the governor. And then you, you know, you have to have a ground game going forward and champion other causes and possibly other candidates as we move into the next phase. Right. Cause yes, I know you guys would, would probably look at some candidates and I mean, obviously your endorsement to a candidate would be a big deal. Um, one other thing I want to ask you, um, I don't, I don't think anybody could get close to the Capitol without going through us. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think that the volunteers are going to stand for, you know, somebody that just wants to run, you know, ramshod over what they've what they've done. They feel very strong about, you know, removing this governor from office, but they feel just as strong about replacing him with somebody who they feel is is going to unify the state and and serve the people um, in, a, in a manner where they're, they're responsive and representative of the people they serve. Yeah, so whether, I mean, you guys, you could have like your own town hall with all these candidates. You could host your own, you know, California Patriot Coalition debate if you wanted to. And, uh, as, and as we will, um, you know, there may, yeah, as we will going forward, we definitely uh, are going to, invite people to come to the table and and debate on you know our town halls we have a town hall and a radio show that's very popular a radio show it can i, I yeah, yeah. promo it on your thing but yeah um, i'll get up i'll get this up in like the next very soon so it'll, it'll okay. be current so every friday we do a radio show on kabc 790 am in los angeles kabc.com is where people can listen to that live and um, it, they can also watch our town hall on Zoom. And if people haven't already, they can go to our website, recallgavin2020.com, mm-hmm. and they can they can log in to or log their email in with us, and they'll get an invite with the Zoom link and so forth, so they can listen in. And as we go forward, it's going to be very exciting to invite these people, along with Gavin Newsom, to to publicly debate on our forum. Have any of the people from the coalition ever like had a conversation with him or have they ever like spoken with him ever or is it's he he doesn't even re- return calls to the media regarding the, the recall yeah so he, he's he's taken a uh, he's taken this the same stance as he does with the homeless just ignore it and hope it'll go away right 
And it's ironic because today is like the first day he's acknowledging it, which obviously means less time spent on the state of California. So catch 22. So <laughs> open it up or don't open it up. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. and also a, a shout out to, uh, to Tin Horn Flats. I would like to see their power turned back on. So whoever watches this, let's, uh, let's turn their power back on and uh, get their phones back up. <laughs> you know, hey, as we're going forward into the, uh, the fire season, you know, it's going to be interesting to see him argue the point that we need to switch over to all electric vehicles when right. he's not going to be able to keep the power on throughout the state yeah. when the wind blows. Yeah. Um, one final thing then, when, when all the dust settles and, you know, we've defeated Skynet, um, what, uh, how will you spend your, your extra time? Like, obviously this is, cause even like for me, like I felt a, a mild void, like I don't need these petitions anymore, or I put that, I'm going to recycle all the leftovers now. Like how would you, how do you, what's going to fill the vacuum, uh, once you, once we're beyond this or all the phases have been complete. Well, we still, we still need to secure victory in the election. Right. So um, uh, it, it, we're just transitioning from one phase of the process to the other and going from the petition phase to the election cycle. And, you know, we're going to be out there pounding the streets, uh, uh, distributing leaflets and flyers. And oh, cool. Trying, trying to get businesses involved um, with, you know, uh, putting things on their countertop as far as educating the public, getting the vote out. We need to make sure that they get the vote out. I'm sure we're going to have some uh, legal challenges as we go forward that we're going to have to fight. We still need funding to help fight that. Our uh, coffers are low right now and yeah. we're trying to raise, raise the funds. And mind you, there's two campaigns, right? Or not two campaigns, but there's two PACs that are involved with this free call. There's a, the Rescue California PAC, which is run by political consultants, and right. they have been very fortunate to be able to, and I'm sorry I keep bouncing out. You, get, no. you understand, my phone is just blowing up this morning. Yeah, um, no, I've been and again, you're on my podcast. That's the ironic thing. Like, sorry, Fox News, I'm talking to Evan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's that's true. I've I've gotten some some media requests as we're as we're talking. So. Oh man! Well, and, uh, hey, your your first priority here. Oh, thank you. Well, well, tell Tucker Carlson I say hi. Um, <laughs> and when you get on, uh, compliment Whoopi Goldberg and uh, say hey, hey, tell you, you loved her in Ghost. And uh, we'll just we'll see where else. I mean, hopefully you guys will start popping up in more places and they'll I, encourage I don't think debate. Rachel Maddow is going to be calling anytime soon. Oh, that disappoints my dad. I don't think you'll see Randy on the View. No. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe Randy and, and Don Lemon can get together and have a some, some CNN chat. We'll see. Where were we going with that though? We you uh, we were on a track and I lost. Oh, I don't know. I was talking with uh, no. You were just very busy. And getting a lot of media requests out. Second phase, yeah. yeah. Um, getting getting the vote out. Um, the legal challenges and donations as far as uh, people can donate to recallgavin2020.com. Okay. Their funds are desperately needed. Um, the, the other PAC, Rescue California, run by political consultants, are, you know, they've been fortunate to get a lot of the major funding that they've been able to put towards paid circulators and the mail, the direct mailer. Our yeah. group has received, you know, $10, $5, a dollar here, every dollar counts. Um, and, you know, we've been able to, to run radio advertising and do stuff like that, but we do everything we can to get the word out there. I would like nothing more than to be able to sponsor some television ads 
to, to uh, broadcast it out there to, to push back on some of the rhetoric that this governor is pushing out there right now. Yep. Got to fight the hate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been just doing this without any like emotion necessarily. It's just like, just, just sign the petition. I'm like, you just got to, I mean, I, I'd love to see like some, some Democrats kind of emerge and be like, this is not okay. And, you know, I'm a better option. I think that would help some balance. And I think it put a lot of people's minds at ease thinking that's, it's not as extreme as it has to be. So, uh, It'd give you, us some you options. Had, you did have one who emerged uh, a month ago or so, and he was very excited about running for governor. And then all of a sudden, he just fell off the map. And wow. you know, he gave to the other political action ca- campaign, lifelong Democrat, um, a billionaire in the tech industry in the Silicon Valley, and then all of a oh, sudden, oh, the former just, Facebook, the former Facebook person. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. All of a sudden, he just disappeared. Um, I think somebody may have whispered in his ear, you know, yeah. hey, remember this that you did? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Or something. I don't know. But, well, uh, you know, I'm always suspicious when somebody, you know, jumps all in and uh, they realize the water's too cold for them and they bounce right back out. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see a Democrat and it'd be nice to see like even like a celebrity just be like, I'm Cardi B and I'm running for governor. You know, just say anything, anything counts. Uh, just yeah. to create the interest, because I think just there'd be so many shiny new toys to vote on versus the old worn out toy that doesn't do anything well, the anymore. De- the Democrats are going to fight tooth and nail to prevent any other Democrats from putting their name on the list. They Shame. are they're going to they're going to resist that to no end. So you're going to whoever does get their name on that list that's on the Democrat side of the aisle. Yeah. are going to have to be a very strong personality because they're going they're probably going to receive more opposition than I do or, wow. or we will. That's a true story. True yeah. story because they they're going to bring the uh, the the full burden of the Democrat party the the establishment the Rusty Hicks uh, yep. establishment down to bear on themselves and uh, you know they're they're pros at threats and intimidation tactics and, uh, you know, that, that mafia style rule over their own people. Right. Right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to and you have a lot of media requests, so I'm going to let you get to that. Um, but I want to thank Stacy for letting me, uh, interview you and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put this up on Stacy's profile and, uh, it's good that it's just, an, and it's good. I guess you like bees. So uh, I, I, I'm actually a beekeeper in my spare time. So oh, OK. I, there we go. Well, that's good. It's a hobby. That's good. So that's what we know. We, when this is all over, you'll have more time for the bees. Yep. There you okay. go. OK. Very yeah, nice. God bless. Thank you so much. You have a great day. And yeah. I love your background. Man. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thanks for taking the time. I'd like to thank Orrin Heatley for coming on the podcast, taking Stacy Heatley's spot because Facebook kicked him off. So I guess he's my secondhand Facebook friend, but I I think he's going to count. So I have more Facebook friends in the pipeline. Uh, This was a a unique one and uh, we got a lot more coming up. So definitely follow this on social media. Go to awkwardwithevan.com for every old episode you can find. There's such a wide array of uh, uh, panorama of all kinds of people that I've been able to interview from all walks of life. So uh, check it out and uh, see you next time. Stay awkward because I will. Totally. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. 
see you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.